We continue our journey through Advent. We continue to prepare ourselves for, to relive the historical birth of the meek baby Jesus in the cradle of our hearts while waiting for him to return a second time as ruler of humanity. We enter a period of celebrating what was while waiting to celebrate what is to come. And what the prophet Isaiah says that we are waiting for is judgment. And by judgment, he means God's desire to harmonize creation and make things right. Now, I'm mindful that Isaiah's words or warning comes as an irritant this afternoon. Who wants to talk about an annoying subject such as judgment, when it is the most wonderful time in the year, as crooner Andy Williams reminds us? In its root sense, the holiday season is about promoting goodwill and holiday cheer. Many of us are looking forward to the decadent dishes served at open houses and office parties. We are looking to experience the warmth provided by the twinkling lights around tree branches. We are looking to experience the ho-ho-ho enthusiasm that is revealed through the eye-popping extravaganza of winter programs such as the Rockettes and the nostalgic piety created by the pageantry of the living nativity. Suffice it to say that we are all going to be busy doing fun and meaningful things. So why, we ask, is the prophet Isaiah determined to ruin the festivities for the rest of us? Why does he employ a tone in his, this theology that has a streak of Ebenezer Scrooge's curmudgeon spirit in it? I believe that Isaiah does not want us to be thrown off course. We're all sensible people here at the Middle Church. We can understand how easy it is to become distracted during Advent where we're pulled into a vortex of activities, making sure no one is left on our shopping list, making sure that we are able to set ourselves up for the festivities of the holidays. But I believe that the season of Advent gives us an opportunity to slow down, to pause, to take inventory, and to explore ways in which we could not allow distraction to rob us from the opportunities to experience breakthroughs and renewal during the season of Advent. My sermon title is Unfinished Business, and I'm going to offer two perspectives from our lesson which I believe will see us through brunch, Advent, and hopefully through the rest of our lives, however long and short that may be. First, times of busyness can deprive us from experiencing renewal and reform. Consider the prophet Isaiah in our lesson. He is speaking to a nation reeling from pain, resulting from foreign invasion and political upheaval. So what does he do? He offers them a fresh theology, one that is both corporate and purposeful. Isaiah breaks away from the classical prophecy that was circulating at that time, which had an emphasis on the Mosaic Covenant. And that kind of teaching um, focused or emphasized the importance of the wilderness experience and the laws that God had given the people of Israel. And other of his contemporaries like Amos and Hosea were promulgating the same brand of prophecy. But Isaiah says new challenges call for new voices and from first perspectives to deal with some of the complex challenges that we face in our society. So he builds on that and he shifts it to the Davidic covenant, which is what we read from our lesson this afternoon. And in that covenant, there is an emphasis that there will be a Messiah, an anointed king who is going to come to establish a kingdom that will live in eternity. But what makes this Messiah very unique is that he is not going to rely on diplomatic relationships or on military strength in order to engender transformative change in society. We heard our lesson, a child should lead them. As importantly, what makes Isaiah's 
uh, prophetic ministry really important is the idea that rather than focusing solely on the Mosaic Covenant and exclusively with the people of Israel, he says this is going to be a theology that is going to expand and include all the nations, similar to the spirit of the Middle Church. We're going to have an inclusive community where we're going to invite others to partake and experience the blessings and the freedoms of God and allow them to be full-fledged participants of that society. It is said that Dr. Martin Luther King's imagination was fueled by this passage and that he was inspired to use some of its theology to incorporate it and weave it into his exclusive sermons and ideology. Because for Dr. King, when he was doing ministry on this earth, he was concerned about how African-Americans can fully participate in the American dream. And until things were not removed, he felt that African-Americans were going to experience, and I quote, the American dilemma. There are people in our society who are facing the American dilemma who are not able to fully participate and feel integrated into the promise of America as well into this wonderful covenant that our faith tradition offers us as a result of obstacles that have been erected by social construction or by bad theology, as a result of other attitudes that need to be dismantled. There is unfinished business. And the season of Advent provides us with an opportunity to take stock and to explore to challenge ourselves and to push against the boundaries of society and explore how we can offer others the opportunity to participate. We need to do that, my brothers and sisters in Christ and my friends, because if we do not promote moral justice, we cannot have moral peace in our society. My second and final point is that times of busyness sometimes can rob us from the opportunity to contemplate how things are going in our lives. And while Isaiah provides them with a blueprint as to how to rebuild themselves as a nation, he says, wait a minute, we're not going to pretend that everything is right. There are still outstanding issues that we need to look into and we need to work at in order to learn from our past setbacks and, set and negativities. He was concerned primarily with social injustice and moral decay. And Isaiah advances the idea that morality is a decisive factor in the fate of a nation. And by morality, he is thinking about what kind of society do we want to rebuild in the aftermath of our collapse, in the aftermath of these foreign invasion episodes that doesn't have any sense of empathy towards those who are marginalized and less fortunate. What does that say about our moral capacity as a society when we demonstrate moral indifference towards people who are hurting and looking for places to experience healing? And in one of his evocative passages, Isaiah says the following words, Assuredly, my people shall suffer exile for not giving heed its multitudes, victims of hunger, and its masses parched with thirst. When we read about the recent food stamp proposal that will affect 700,000 people, when we read about the fact that there are over 40% of homeless youth, most of whom are gay Americans, grappling for a place where they can experience an outlet for peace and security, when we learn that there are high-ranking officials who continue to disregard good science and not promote environmental justice and stewardship, we are reminded that the struggle for justice must continue. We are reminded that there's still unfinished business and that during the season of Advent, whatever we're called to do, wherever we find ourselves in life, we have an opportunity to grow and to give of ourselves for the betterment of humanity. 
Like the prophet Isaiah, we must contemplate how things are going around us. We must then dare to call out the social abuses and social injustices that may offend us in order that we may sustain the fabric of our living and working communities. The season of Advent in our lesson encourages each one of us to be expected of a Messiah who is going to come, who is going to create a world order where the lamb and a wolf will be able to coexist. But in order for that to happen, God invites us to be partners in recreating that world and that vision. And God will complete what he has begun, but God invites us to be partners in that process. I would like to share with you the quote of the ethicist Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who ties into Isaiah's message and to this message of Isaiah by reading as follows. The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. May we prepare the spaces in our hearts, in our minds, to embrace the words of Isaiah, but equally as important to act upon them and have the moral imagination to explore how we can undo injustice in our world and bring healing as a conduit of God in this world. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.